we haven't done a no guest episode in a long time, and now it's not true. I've forgotten how. I don't even know who you people just are anymore. One. What are you talking about? No, I know. I know. I'm if you if y'all will let me, you <laughs> white people, I gotta say, gotta let me finish these sentences. There's a Jesus. scary man with a deep voice, and I'm That's threatened. Fine. That's fair, but no, we haven't done an episode without guests in a while until our last episode, and now it's an addiction. It's in our veins. We are breaking free of the shackles of having guests. Most of society. our guests did not win their primary, therefore. <laughs> <laughs> so sad, but so true. You know what? I rooted for all of them, and I'm so glad to have gotten to meet these I folks. I mean, real talk, we're still collaborating with most of those folks. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have, yeah, we have an event coming out uh, coming up the day this comes out that will be featuring a bunch of cool former guests who did not win their primaries. Yeah. Yeah. Which is rad. That means that it's not just about winning the election. It's about winning the struggle. And that's why we're all here. So anyway, for today's episode, we're going to talk about why DSA needs to adopt a diversity. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what we're actually going to talk about is fake fur. And the facts are, if you wear fake fur, you are dressing up as an animal killer. Uh, if you think about it, if uh, you're wearing fake fur, it is basically the same thing as cultural appropriation (laughs) (laughs) you're appropriating you are appropriating fox culture wait no you're appropriating uh psychopath culture right appropriating cruella deville culture (laughs) (laughs) you know a lot of people got really up in arms about roy moore but when you think about it if you're a christian mary was a teenager and Joseph was an adult carpenter. Is it really that big a deal? How adult Brandon, was- Brandon where are these cup? What is this? If you are a, a soccer player and you're worried about like getting brain damage from playing soccer, get a grip, play chess, just switch sports. Uh, it's okay, not. Now big- I know for sure this is not something Brandon's just coming up with off the dome because he does not give a shit about soccer. I don't know what kind of <laughs> chess you're playing, but I regularly get concussed in my chess sessions. That's because you're always talking shit when we play. Brandon, are you finally are you finally taking Taunting the plunge? Taunting is a legitimate strategy. Hold Taunting on, wait. Is, strategy. <laughs> is Brandon finally taking the plunge and becoming what? a right wing grifter? Is that what's happening right now? Oh, I will. I will not answer that question. But what I will say is that you're if you're a white woman and you want to say the n word. Oh uh, fuck yes. Oh no. You should just do it. Rappers do it all the time. If they really cared. Why don't they stop doing it first? I am a marginalized group. That's right. And it's I am entitled. Oh, God. My moment is now. Oh, God. (laughs) We're we're, we're circling the drain. We lost our connection to politicians, and now we're just talking about this. You know, maybe taking politics at least as seriously as Joe Biden is. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, we've got to talk about hot takes uh these were some of like the worst hot takes of all time i still think of that megan mccarkle ad that the uh, editorial that was like we've got public safety laws but like do we really need them i mean yeah it saves lives but there's a trade-off i remember being mm. so outraged by that hot take and now like that's mainstream republican politics if y'all saw yeah. that cbs poll that had like the majority of the republican party is like coronavirus deaths a-okay acceptable number yeah yesterday's hot takes are today's mainstream policies yes it takes courage to have a hot take it It does yeah 
you're going to get canceled. You're going to get dunked on. But if you stick with your values, if you post through it like Jesus did, uh, if you post through it like Kim Jong-il did, you will find, if you post through it like Herman Cain did, you will find ultimate success. And so I think today uh, we Ren, should- Hold on, Ren, can you edit in like a massive applause right here? Yes. I want all of us to have the courage to step into that breach and to be the hot take artists that society needs. And I think that as a team, we should team up and give our hottest takes and refine those takes and just make sure that they can help build the society that we need. Incredible. I mean... Okay, so like, who's going to go first? <laughs> this, is, this is definitely one of those things where nobody wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to give their hot take first. Someone's got to have Wait, the courage. Kennedy, you're in charge, so you lead the way. All right. Well, all right. Fine. Um, See, like, being a leader is not just about, like, being in charge. It's about responsibilities, like this moment where you're going to give your hot take first. Go. It's about getting dunked on. That's so right. That's it's right. time for you to be Aaron Baines. And I know everyone here, all of our hosts love the NBA. They all know who Aaron Baines is. You got to get up there and get dunked on for the sake of the defense. That's your role. So my very hot take that like people rarely at least initially agree with me on and even if I convince them somewhat people aren't usually really sold on this as like necessarily that important or good whereas I think it's to me it's kind of an important issue actually I want to raise the age of consent to 25. I um, actually think that's completely reasonable so I'm on hmm. your back or on your side here. Uh, I would compromise potentially on 23, but I I don't think it should be younger than 23, period. So um, I kind of, I think you're onto something, but what I really want to see from this is like means tested age of consent. So like if you're 13 or whatever, like you can't consent to sex because 13 is too young to be fucking. But if you're like 15 and you want to have sex with a 16 year old, that's probably fine. That's but if you want to have sex with a 19 year old, that's okay, definitely yeah. not Hold fine. On. Let me let me get into it because yeah. So first of all, in most states, that's already how the laws work. So I'm not, I'm not proposing changing that. Okay. Like if two 18 year olds are fucking, I don't think that there's a problem with that. Right. If two 16 year olds are fucking, I don't think that there's necessarily like a legal problem with that. There might be some other problems potentially, but there's no legal problems with that. Right. And there shouldn't be like you shouldn't be legally punished for that. If you're 20 and your, you know, partner is 18, that's fine. Like all that's fine. Right. But like basically the age of consent sets a standard that's like once you're this age, anyone that's above that age can date you, right? And I don't think that there's necessarily anything inherently wrong with the idea of a relatively large age gap in a relationship. Like if you're 30 and you meet a 50 year old and you hit it off and you just feel like, I know that we're our ages are really different, but I just want to date this person. Like you're probably making like a, a, a relatively rational decision in at least in some cases and like can be trusted to do that, right? But there's a lot of cases where people cannot necessarily be said that they're making that totally rational decision and especially like 
when we talk about young people, um, young people are very vulnerable in terms of like being preyed on by people in positions of power. And this is both because of like the development of the judgment centers of the brain, which coincidentally does not finish until the age 25. So like your rational decision making is not fully developed until the age of 25. And then also just like, what's the situation for most young people when you're just like going out there in the world, like you're broke, you're desperate, like you're trying to get jo your first jobs and all this stuff. And like, there's people in power all around you who can potentially take advantage of you. And you're just like a nobody that like people are going to forget about. So like, I don't think that like, there's really an ethical justification to a 60 year old dating an 18 year old. I just do not. And like, honestly, I don't even really like, I'm kind of grossed out by the thought of a 60 year old dating a 25 year old, but at least that 25 year old is like a fully formed adult who has like had a chance to like be out there in the world and like not be preyed upon by like older scuzz bags just lurking around every fucking high school and shit. So yes, but I really think what we should do is come up with an algorithm for it, right? Like figure out like the exact age another person can be relative to the younger party's age where it's like still ethical. And I'm sure that this formula exists. I don't, th I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I don't think that like, look, if you're like 40, like it doesn't matter how much older than you, the person you're dating is like, I don't, I don't think it could be that exploitative, at least outside of the scope of like the fact that all relationships can be exploitative in various ways. Right. Like, you know, yes, like they would have the same problems of exploitation of other relationships. But I think if you're 40 and you date a 70 year old, that's kind of weird. But like, I don't think that like, in general, unless there's like an obvious power dynamic that's being expressed, like, oh, it's your boss, you know, but like, if you're just if you're just friends with this person, and you date them, I don't think that that should be like prohibited. Because this is my real this is my real honest take, you know, but I do think that like a 70 year old can't date a 23 year old. I mean, I agree with you. I don't even think a 30-year-old should date a 23-year-old, honestly. That like, would also am, not be am, allowed under my, under Kennedy Right. Rule. I am, you know, <laughs> give or take approximately 30 and being deliberately ambiguous about my age for reasons. Uh, and the reasons are I mostly don't want people to know my birth date because they already know my birthday is the sex number, which is June 9th. Uh, and I don't want them to also know which year because they're going to find me. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm give or take approximately 30. Uh, and the thought of dating, like, anybody under the age of, like, 27 actually is like, ugh. Like, I, I don't think I could fuck with anybody who was literally under the age of 25. And I'm not, like, I'm in my early 30s. So the idea of being, like, a 60-year-old dating a 23-year-old is just horrific to me. Like, it's gross. And no matter what, whether it's inherently predatory, whether it's intentionally predatory, I guarantee you the older party is a fucking loser who can't get laid by people their own age and who's emotionally stunted and immature and shouldn't be dating anybody. I would die on that hill easy. It's so it's so funny. And I think that, Rachel, you and I have had this conversation before. When I was 24, I would have been extremely disagreeing with this take. I would have been like, listen, I'm smart. I'm mature. I have a lot to offer. And I am as smart as anybody, you know. It, but like, once I got older, the idea of dating someone at that age is like, what are you doing? What are you getting out of this? Exactly. This is weird. Like, exactly. 
speaking as the person who is young here and would be forbidden I'm from, baby. from sexing under the Kennedy administration. You'd be forbidden uh, from true. sexing with a 30-year-old, not that's with true. somebody your age. And I wouldn't want to Wait, do that. What, because what, what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that for me, I think it's less about precise age numbers and more about abstract stages in your life. Because if you just generally think about the stage of life that someone is at, say, you know, 20, 23, 24, getting out of college versus somebody that's 30, 35, and they're establishing into their career, in order for a relationship to work, not just on a moral level, but on a like, do you maintain the relationship with, with the other person, you need to have a, a set of shared experiences of touchstones that you can communicate about. And when there's divergences in the stage in your life, then that necessarily leads to rifts. And I'm not sure if I would like to legislate morality in this capacity, but I do think that generally people should date within their stage of life and stage yeah. of social experiences. I mean, yeah, well, and I think I think you're very onto something there. You know, a 30-year-old can date a 70-year-old if they want, but I'm just not sure that someone who is in the twilight years of their life, who is retiring and who has lived a uh, a lot of experiences necessarily would form a good relationship, not even should or should not, but would form a good relationship with someone. Right. Like, can it be a healthy relationship? I will make one exception. If it is strictly a sex thing, it's probably okay. That's funny. I don't <laughs> that, agree with that assertion at all. I'm not going to debate it, but I don't agree. That's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. To be clear, to be clear, I don't mean for like very old and very young, but like a 30 year old and an 80 year old. If it's strictly a sex thing, go for it. I don't care. Oh, that. Okay, that's. I just, I just that's don't agree. You. I just don't agree with that as being the qualifier, personally, necessarily. But, but <laughs> I want. Hold on. I want to contrast my hot take against another hot take that I have that's related and isn't quite as hot, which is that, okay, so I think the age of consent should be 25. I think that the voting age should be 12. Discuss. 12. Okay. No, you know what? Okay, so... What makes you say 12 and not 11 and not 13? Yeah, well, so I, I feel like we need to at least get people who are old enough to be actively rebelling against their parents. Whatever age that is. Because the thing is, like, if we lower that voting age to 12, it sounds great, right? Until you think about the reality that, like, fundamentalist Christians yep. have, like, 70 children. And so they've got, like, an entire gaggle of, like, 10 to 17-year-olds, and there's, like, two dozen of them, and they're all going to vote for, like, Donald Trump and for, like, banning abortions. And I don't think that it's necessarily advantageous. We dovetail this policy with abolishing the nuclear family. That's that's the ticket. Yes, I like this, like Brave New World style. We're going to mm -hmm. raise everybody in like little baby farms. Um, that's, that's Kennedy's third hot take. Actually. I have a thesis, an antithesis, and a synthesis. I have a unifying hot take now. Sex is more important than voting. In what regard? I mean, just objectively on the scale of life things. Hmm. Home boo, fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me point out a couple of things. Number one, Kennedy, how are you going to enforce this law? Because you've got like nineteen-year-olds that just want to do it with someone that's like thirty-five and is their teacher or whatever. Like Emmanuel Macron. So fucking, it's so unhealthy. 
But what I'm saying is you can't stop them. And I'm imagining like the cops breaking in and like the Rachel Amendment to your law is passed. So the cops kick in the door and then they, they've got like the, the, the beanbag guns or whatever. And everybody holds their hands up. They're naked. They're like, we're just fucking. It's not a it's not a romantic thing. We're just saying, and the cops have to put the the guns down. They're like, well, I mean, are you guys sure that there's no? No, we're just. Are you we're sure just you're saying, not in love? Yeah, are you sure you're not in love? No emotions at all. Promise. They're like, well, okay, it's fine. Well, we'll be finding you um, about the door that we broke down. It damaged our barricade. Now, to be clear, uh, I did specifically say that this was we, only we for the know, twenty-five up. Group. We know. To be to be fair, we know. there is still a base. Like I don't trust anybody under the age of twenty five to not fall in love with the person they're fucking. Frankly, uh, that's a hot take. Uh, I like it though. But okay, so I would just say that like I think the most important thing is not like I I, I believe that a lot of crimes like the best thing is not to like pursue active pursuit like we got to pound the streets looking for trouble kind of models period but to rather just make it easier for people who are victims of crimes to come forward so that like basically like what i all i'm really trying to do with this law because like look what happens right now when a 16 year old and a 22 year old have sex and they both consent and no one knows about it nothing right like just real talk right like like that's i'm not proposing like an orwellian change to that like model what i'm really proposing is that if you're below the age of 25 and like someone uses their power dynamic to force you into a sexual situation that like you can take them to court as a fucking predator because if you're younger than that like they are potentially predating you in my opinion and i i agree with what you said earlier brandon that like when i was 22 i would have been like that's i don't know about this but nah, not now. Like, well, yeah, and I think that people who are actually predatory inside of those kinds of age dynamics are doing it with the full knowledge and understanding that the younger party assumes they're a lot older, more mature, and in control than they actually are. Like, right. that's why it's a predatory dynamic is because young people reliably overestimate themselves. So what what it looks like is what'll happen is as soon as Kennedy lowers the voting age. All of the young people are going to vote down the age of consent race. No, they're going to vote it up. No, they're going to vote it down. They I, super no, wait, I, I, you, I would actually, I think you would be surprised on this because I think our generation might have been different, but statistics have shown that Gen Z is like a little less wild with this, actually a fair bit less wild with the sex and drugs per age group than we I'm were. I'm trying to bring the numbers up, um, believe me. And that like, <laughs> like I, I've definitely like, I would say that the people, when I present this hot take out in the wild to various people that I meet and things like that, I would say that the people that are most receptive to it are all Gen Z. They're all like in high school and they're like, yes, keep these fucking predators away from us. If you say so, but I am imagining that you will mobilize the Zoomers and they will be like, Kennedy Cooper's trying to keep us from fucking and you will just get slammed on Twitter yeah, just literally, all like, day, it's, every day. Again, they it's a nightmare. Fuck, they can fuck each other. Right. And this is literally, it's a protections law. It's a, like I said, it's a thing where, like, I'm just trying to extend the age of where you can take someone to court and say, this person used their power to predate on me. And that included age. Uh, and like, yes. 
like just make that easier for people up to a higher age because realistically a lot of people in their early 20s are getting fucking predated by like rich scuzz bags in their 40s and shit like that let's be real come on i would like to add uh that there would be no statute of limitations on it either Oh God, that's actually that. Yeah, I, you'd never pass that. But Ra- Rachel's clauses really, really add a lot of spice to this. And I'm here that's for it. That's incredibly. <laughs> like what I'm getting at <laughs> is, if you are like fucking somebody at 22 and they're like 40, and then you realize at 30 that the 40-year-old really should not have been fucking you at 22, you should still be able to go back and be like, you know, in retrospect, that was fucked up, and there should still be, like, you know, some kind of mechanism there for justice. Because right now, no, because right now, the statute of limitations on things like rape are really short, actually. Like, freaky, really unacceptably short. And a lot of that is because, you know, it directly benefits predators. Having to report... within a certain amount of time directly benefits predators every single time. So no, no statute of limitations. At any point, if this thing happened, you should be able to come forward and say this thing happened and get justice. Okay, wait, transhumanist hot take. The statute of limitations is 100 years. Oh God, okay. Fine, fine. I'm just playing. Let's get to another hot take though. I did, I I bared my soul. That's right, Leia. Okay, so here's my hot take. I think, and this is another one to do with voting. I think that we should mandatorily impose ego death on people before they vote, because I think that will reduce the number of conservatives. Leia, for the people who don't take drugs and don't know exactly what you're referring to, can you just be like 75% more explicit? Um, so ego death is a phenomenon when you take, is it only psychedelics or? Generally, 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 but also it can occur through meditation and other practices. Right. And we will force you to meditate with like, uh, atypical psychedelics, like salvia divinorum is a psychedelic, but it actually works on mu receptors too. Oh my God. Have y'all ever tried salvia? Don't do it. (laughs) I, I thought it was fun. I've had some really weird delusions on salvia trips, but I think it's actually illegal now. Like, it was legal when we were in college. I don't think it's actually something you can just buy anymore. Not that it it matters. It's partially illegal. It depends on which state you're in and all kinds of stuff. But, okay, if if you're in one of the states where it's legal and you're thinking, this is illegal, no, don't do it. It's a portal to hell. So I'm to reel back to what I was saying, an ego death is when you are on under the effect of substances and you feel your sense of self entirely dissolve for an amount of time. And then you come back and you're like, yeah, ideally under my proposal, hopefully conservatives would be like, damn, other people exist. Maybe I should not vote for the party that's like, fuck other people. You know, you say this, but honestly, I have taken some extraordinary and heroic doses of LSD and I've never achieved ego death in spite of my best efforts. So I'm not even convinced it's real, frankly. I don't think the uh, LSD is necessarily the best thing for it based on a lot of the research that's been done into like recent like therapeutic like trials. And stuff. Well, we'll have scientists. We'll have scientists devise a substance for this. We're going to have forced meditation. Mm-hmm. The Williamson administration has finally just gone out of control. You will be forced <laughs> at some point to meditate. The dead Kennedys wrote about this. So I would I would propose a couple of things. First of all, like no, no one should be per se forced to do anything. Forced right? is a forced but, is a, but is I would be down to say that like uh, there's like meditation in school at some point during the day. Sure. Like you just spend like 20 minutes just vibing. Now, are you are you smoking weed while you vibe? 
Uh, not yeah. until college. Okay. <laughs> what if the authoritarian meditation cops are hot? Whoa, this is Is there really... a downside to this? Yeah, wh wh where, are you, wh where are you going with this? What uh, kind of punishments do they administer? Actually, don't answer that question. Like the authoritarian meditation cops are going to hold me down and force me to relax. Yes, exactly. All right, wait, hold on. I'm calling in a different kind of police, the horny police. I'm shutting this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, uh, Kennedy, does ACAB apply to the horny police? Actually, I mean, unironically, I am extremely sex positive. I do think that there's there is a limit to like talking about sexuality that's very real, but that I think that it's like it should be probably broader than the way a lot of people treat it. So yes, I mean, yeah, like so yes, the horny police I, uh, are bastards. The horny, the citizen. What if it's the citizens' horny council? <laughs> that would hopefully be better. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the goal right now with the abolish the horny police efforts. Community we're trying, horny to, we're trying yeah. to abolish. Look, listen, the horny police in my community get sixty-five billion dollars per year in you know equipment such as special tasers that just hit you in all of the sensitive spots at once. Yeah, you know? definitely mm -hmm. terrible. And that would not make me aroused at all. That's awful. No way. We have to defund them. Please, we have to defund um, them. horny police, do not, do not electrocute my nipples. Take it to the Patreon, people. If people want to hear this, they can pay for it. That's true. Yeah, Leia. that's true. Uh, well, let's let's roundtable. Are there any other any other thoughts on the ego death problems? Vote like first of all, I feel like there are probably libertarians who've done a lot of LSD and they're still libertarian. Well, I mean, somebody voting libertarian is better than somebody voting conservative, in my opinion. This is true. I agree. This plan would be so mm. like this is like Antifa times a million. People would really lose their mind. Yeah, Antifa super soldiers drugging everyone. It would be great. Literal mandatory drugging to create Antifa super I mean, soldiers. We're talking about we're talking about our hottest takes here. I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of somewhat with Leia here. Uh, I don't know about ego death per se, but I have like kind of semi-seriously argued for a long time that you should have to like take some hallucinogens and entheogens to graduate high school. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. People need to realize it's not even ego death, it's just an experience. I feel like the one really big pitfall with that is that people actually do have like different, you know, neurological chemical bases for yeah. like their sort of like baseline state and not all drugs affect all people the same way i you know? i know but i i will just say that always gets brought up whenever you say something like this and like first of all of course i'm a leftist i get it everyone has different needs and second of all i feel like the amount of people that can't do those things is often overthought and that like alarmingly the reason that i'm pushing back against this is because somewhat alarmingly like there's a lot of studies showing what kinds of people neurologically benefit from like taking psychedelics and hallucinogens and other types of drugs and those people are generally the most convinced uh societally that like my brain is too broken i can't be around that right such as people with ptsd you're a, you're a Republican family. Your beautiful child leaves you for the first time. They go to college, come back in like four months, and they're like transcendental hippie children. They have nothing in common with you anymore. They've embraced the universe, and uh, they're just lost to you forever. This is really what the left wants. 
I mean, that more or less describes my college experience myself, actually. <laughs> so, like, I went to college a bad libertarian, and I came out of it, like, a democratic socialist, and now I'm just literally a communist. And it happened, like, because I was exposed to ideas. But were your parents, your parents weren't, like, well, at the time that you were in high school, what were your parents politically? Pretty, like, Republican. Like, so they my, my parents both voted for Obama, but it was more about, like, the id Paul thing than, like, the actual politics. Like, right. like my dad is a Bloomberg Republican, right? And right. my mom at this point is a Bernie-crat, like, but back in the day, like, there are pictures of my parents with Newt Gingrich himself. So, like, I know for a fact that I was raised by, like, Republicans, and then they have softened since then. Anyone in Atlanta can take a picture of Newt Gingrich. I mean, he he lives here, especially during well, that time. Yeah. And but, especially because, like, my parents are fucking rich or whatever. But, like, my point is, like, that was the group of people they spent time with. So, like, even though my parents are decent people and neither of them at this point would vote for Donald Trump or anything ridiculous like that, like, they had fairly conservative, like, expectations, for sure. But they were always cool with gay people. That's rad. Yeah. So, Leia, any more thoughts on, on your master plan for, for taking... I think it's good. I think we got a good plan oh. and we're going to go for it. Actually, let's 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 add one more like leg to this hot take. Uh, uh, what what could right? this do for other non-political aspects of our society? How could this improve our society as a whole? Well, I want to add a friendly amendment to it that you have to sure. reach ego death and also have at least one homosexual sexual experience. Oh. Sure. Really yes. getting This is a fantastic there. idea. Thank you. <laughs> I love that everybody just paused, like, saying, will Brandon weigh in on this? What will he say? <laughs> oh, Brandon, yeah. you are the token het, I mean. Yeah. Uh, listen, voting isn't that important to me. Like, would, like I mean, we, we just said sex is more important than yeah, voting. Sex is more important than voting, so uh, I'll let you guys, like, vote. Don't boo, vote. I'll, like, eat Big Macs and McDonald's cheeseburgers and Quiznos, and I'll, and hopefully you will. <laughs> And I'll let fixing I'll leave fixing society to the rest of you, which yeah. I think is fair. Um, hmm. In Ian M. Banks' The Culture series, it is considered like in the society of that book, it's considered weird for somebody to have not at least because in this society you can like transfer between masculine and feminine body on a whim. It's considered weird for someone to not have had sex as both a masculine and feminine body and also given birth. I think we should really strive for that as a, as a society. As fans of me personally will know, I am basically anti-gender and strongly agree with that as a strategy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Leo, I, I, I did ask you this and we didn't really hit it hard. What was Would it? this improve other non-political areas of society? Oh, most assuredly. I can't give you any specific figures, but 99% sure that this would make people less assholes. You, you, you would just walk down the street and people are <laughs> less shitty to you. I, wow. I, I have a semi-scientific take here. So first of all, a lot of people experience trauma growing up. And uh, like a lot of the like drugs that we're talking about have like been studied for traumatic therapy in particular and like shown to be really effective. So like that could be like a positive benefit. And also like there's been like studies done that have shown that like the current method by which we teach people is like beating a lot of their creativity out of them by force more or less yeah and there's there's some statistics to back this up including like a really long-running nasa study interestingly enough because you know they got the birds so like 
they can they can see everything including like how good you are at art so uh yeah i think that like this could push back against that as well so i think it could actually like i think probably like the list would go on if we really like spent some time researching this I'm okay. talking about like things that would be improved by yeah things things in society or not specifically but hallucinogens yeah yeah i think like perhaps which drugs a person should take will vary but i do think everybody should be taking some kind of drugs well listen i've got a spicy take and maybe it's not that spicy maybe i'll have to come back and get spicier we have a world where people join and they work together to solve problems in our society whether it's war poverty houselessness we've got people joining together with these institutions called charities. We've had them for a long time and all of these problems still exist, which tells me charities are dumb and they should be abolished. No more charities. I 150% agree. At any scale, uh, yeah. local church charities, the whole the whole charity industrial complex, uh, it's got to go. It's got to be obliterated. Um, yeah, but that's not even that spicy of a take, like for anybody who understands meaningfully the dynamics around charity, right? The only way for charity to exist is for there to be an upper and under class, you know, and there has to be somebody who has more than they need so that they can be charitable and give away some of their excess to people who don't have enough. And for charity to exist, there already has to be an unacceptably uneven distribution of resources. That's absolutely correct. So this, the entire, first of all, not only that, it's a deeply corrupt institution because you basically have like patronage. And now if I'm receiving charity, I have like less political freedom to like agitate for the shit that I actually need so that I can like solve my problems permanently. Well, especially given like how much charity stuff is like sort of hidden behind these like hoops and paywalls you have to jump through by behaving in a certain conscripted way. I saw a form, I saw like some some paperwork on what it takes to establish a 501c3, and it's ridiculous. It's something that you can only do if you have an incredible overabundance of energy, time, and money. I've told you before, man, that shit is bullshit. It's crazy. Like, yeah, like you say, it's it literally requires that stuff because to form a 501c3, it's like you have to meet all of these complex requirements and have so many people involved that it's like the only people that can like do this and have the time for this are the people that just have fucking time to spare like crazy because they're fucking rich. Like most people do not have the ability to just put hundreds of hours a year into like some charity board, right? Like just give just like, first of all, if I'm starting an organization, just give me money and I will go to McDonald's and buy McChickens and hand out the McChickens. And I will probably do more immediate good than like the layer of bureaucracy that it takes to actually make. Do I get a McChicken? Yeah. Leia, you get two McChickens. Shit. Hell yeah. I love this. There's like a very popular sort of uh, smug superiority thing going on right now where people love to shit on the idea of community gardens. Uh, and I want to bring that one up as like a really good example of how bullshit this is, right? Because community gardens are an incomplete solution. Yes. Community gardens also produce like 100 pounds of food a week. So you can produce, you know, for like $1,000 a year, 1,200 pounds of food that you can just give people like easy. 
and it's a community project. It builds community. It's like this inherently good thing. But people have this idea of, you know, these kinds of supportive actions needing to be somehow like sanctified and sanctioned by the state. You know, like it has to operate like a corporation to be valid, right? And it all stems from this very same sort of box that we've gotten ourselves into where we just sort of expect that like everything should look like this fundamentally toxic and broken system that we're used to. And it drives me bonkers. So, well, I mean, it's it's the game that they like to play. Yeah, right. Because they want to come up with these like policy type solutions. And that's great. Like we should have good policies. Good policies will help prevent a lot of problems. But in the meantime, there's people who are hungry right now. And you shouldn't be shitting on people for feeding the people who are hungry right now. Honestly, I don't even see it like that. There are a handful of people, sure, that actually give a shit about the policy. But let, real talk, this is what I think. Charity is is a game of money grifting. I've talked about this before on this show, but rich people respect people that can grift them out of their money. Like, <laughs> um, like for real, like if you I know, I know if, if you if you like fleeced Bill Gates out of one hundred million dollars, he would be he would want to be your best friend. Like, that's how rich people operate, because he'd be like, damn, how'd you how'd you pull that one on me? That's so good. That's better than any grift I ever pulled. I got to get to know this guy. Like counterpoint, uh, rich people are incredibly fragile narcissists and actually would hate you for doing that. I mean, in some cases, but in a lot of cases, like the, that's the, your way the, to prove merit, and it depends on how the money community just forgives you if you if you take their money, especially if you take it from their like their gaming tables in effect, which are charities. Charities are like a giant casino. Like the, the charity industrial complex as a whole is like a giant casino that like the millionaires and bi billionaires run and that these really professional grifters like try to get like an invite to go like go around grifting in. And like every fucking year, it's like they're just choosing which grifts they think are the most interesting. And you can see that in like the most popular charities du jour in any given year. It's always like weird ass fucking like I'm a Silicon right. Valley startup guy that's going to solve people's Parkinson's with a robot spoon. Right. They know, you know, every, every dollar is not going to be well spent. And that's just part of the game. Or realistically, a lot of times no dollar is well spent. And then those people will continue to like get clout off of the people that they're grifting. And you can find countless of examples of this. They're called lobbyists. True. <laughs> like lobbyists just literally grift wealthier people out of money by providing a basically a non-service. And then the rich people just respect them for being such good grifters. That's like the lobbying industry. Fucking fight uh, me. I really should have become a lobbyist too, because objectively, my most useful thing is sales. Like, I can sell people anything. I can sell anybody on anything. If I just didn't also have, like, moral convictions, I could have been the best lobbyist. So, Rachel, what's your hot take? I don't know if y'all are ready for this. Y'all have had some lukewarm takes. Wait, wait, I have one more take. I have okay. one more take. Oh, right. double down. Yes. Um, and this is about something that's less serious. Internet discourse. You know, one of the things that we have in internet discourse is we talk, we argue, we get really mad at each other, and everything gets compared to Hitler. Everything gets compared to the Holocaust. Man, you know, that's such a good segue, though, because I'm not a Jew. Right. It is my hot take that more things should be compared to the Holocaust. More things should be compared to Hitler. Our internet discourse should be more World War II and Hitler-oriented and not less. 
Okay, cool. Well, that's like a really good segue for me to just mention that I am, in fact, a German Jew, and therefore I am absolutely, unequivocally, and unalterably a just sanctified and untouchable paragon of moral virtue as relates to the Holocaust. Uh, And my hot take is that genocide actually is good, so long as it's white genocide. Hmm. Hmm. So, like, hear me out on this, right? White genocide, it is, uh, genocide can be a lot of things. It has to do with actively killing people, yes, but it also has to do with, like, relocating people's children, with forced sterilization procedures. Uh, It can have to do with, like, forcibly relocating and and breaking apart communities. Uh, And in the case of, like, white people, I think we should do all of these, actually. I think we should take away white people's houses. I think we should take away white people's health care. And I think we should, like, take away white people's kids just until we can get our shit together and start treating other people. Like humans, until we have bred the hostility and aggression out of the white race, eugenics style, we should be doing white genocide. And with that, we have been not safe for a while. Oh, oh, are we not? Are we not? I mean, does anyone disagree with me here? Let's just. I mean, <laughs> uh, 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 well, you know. And with that, we have been not safe for once. Thank you for listening. As always, please remember that this is a comedy show and don't cancel us for this episode. No, no, Rachel's things are 100% accurate. They're all true. Uh, Mandatory. Do cancel Rachel. Do cancel Rachel. Yes. Um, Yeah, uh, but do cancel Rachel because I am like into it. Yeah, that's the only way she can get off. Yeah. Yeah. Um in 2020 like there's only so many pleasures left in this world and Rachel has chosen cancellation. So do cancel Rachel but the rest of us were joking. But thank you for listening as always. Uh, we'll figure this I wasn't out. I wasn't joking. I wasn't joking. None, none of us were really joking. We're you know, haha. It's only comedy if we're in trouble. Um Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, exactly. Comedy if we're in trouble. Uh that's right. Yeah, we just do jokes. It's just jokes. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to tell my mom because it's just jokes. It's just jokes, man. Yeah. Don't, don't tell our moms, okay? Don't tell okay. our moms that we said any of this. But uh, do tune in next week when we have more something. And do follow us on Twitter at NSFWonks. And do check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash not safe. And do have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See ya.